Don't push. I think, I think, well, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to you? How much coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me. Do whatever you're going to do. It's Corso and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. It's free agency time. It's free agency time. It's free agency time. And I'm joined as always by Mark Catone and your calls and chats, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. And our producer director, Joe Guaneri, has got us up on YouTube, live chat going. Hey, and listen, everyone. Make sure you subscribe to the show. I'm going to say it throughout the show so Joe doesn't yell at me and Mark doesn't yell at me and everybody else. So make sure you're subscribing out there on YouTube. Uh, but the chat is up. We want to hear from you today. we got a lot to talk about. And I hope you like the NFL because we're going to be talking free agency pretty much the whole show. And rightfully so because the Patriots exploded the last two days. Mark, let's just jump into it. But first, let's talk about free agency as it relates to the league. Who's left? What's happening? Mark, this is, it's exploded oh, think, here, right? I think the New York Jets have done such a great job. <laughs> yeah, as, as always. That's why I'm wearing the green shirt, because I think that, you know, I'm, I'm in full support of the, uh, yeah. of, of the New York Jets. But Mark, listen, yeah. um, you know, th there's been a lot of guys that, go, that are gone, um, yeah. you know, some releases that have happened, okay? Uh, talking about the salary cap and, and, and so on and where it went to and who that benefits, but Mark, let's let's run let's run this down. I mean, you know, for the for the people out there that that are that are thinking about some of these players, and and is their team going to pick somebody up? Uh, the, the New England team, what they've done. I mean, they've done a ton. Um, yeah. But yeah. Mark, looking at the A, I mean, starting in the AFC East. I mean, these are guys that we feel will be, you know, that are free agents, and maybe some of them, even as we speak, will have signed already. Um, as to the things we're talking about. So, Mark, you know, getting into it, what, you know, who, who are we seeing? Let's get into the AFGs. Let's talk about that, okay? Because that's the division that, that you know, is really – that affects us more than anything. It used to be that, you know, it was an automatic New England wins the division, but now we no. got to pay attention to who's going where. No, so, Mark, no I mean, look at – let's start with Buffalo. So, Buffalo, Chris, really – I mean, other than re-signing a couple of guys that were already theirs, like Milano and Williams – they they really don't have much room to make many moves. I mean, they gave all that money to Stephon Diggs, right? And and they, they gave some other money out last year. They're going to give money. The quarterback's going to get a zillion dollars at some point, right? right. So, because I don't think they've extended him yet, correct? No, they have not yet. So they're going to have to yet. give him a zillion dollars. So right. they really haven't jumped in with anything. I don't think Buffalo hasn't really, so to speak. So, you know, they're just sitting around watching the activity, I think. I think they figure they're in a position like New England used to be a couple of minor additions and, and, and they probably assume they're ready to contend. Right. Yeah. I mean, linebacker Matt Milano agreed to a four year yeah. deal Feliciano, Darrell Williams, nothing, yeah. nothing real, you know, and, so, and, so, you know, you know Buffalo is going to be what they're going to be, yeah. you know, and yeah. as that, as Allen takes them, they will take them. So, yeah. So yep. moving on to Miami and we'll keep New England for last. Cause we're going to talk Chris, about New England. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Miami would be a little more active because I, I thought they had some cap space, but something funny is going on in Miami, Chris. And, and I say that because, okay, they released Kyle Van Noy, which I thought was a strange release. And so they knew when it happened, but given how he played, given how he played, he played, he was hurt last year and he still played well for them. Right. But 
it seems as though, Chris, it, it doesn't seem to be a place people want to go for some reason. Like I thought, like th- there's not that buzz you would think about Miami because we we thought we thought the coach was a player's coach. People, they like playing for him, but I don't I don't get that buzz around Miami right now, I, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, a lot. Tell you know Van Noy. I know Van Noy's a character. I know he's you know he's a little off with some of the he things is. he says, but he you know is. that's nothing. Flores didn't know no. when he brought him in there. He coached this guy. So he knew he knew what he was about. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you now, unless they're getting ready to make that mega deal before the draft where they're yeah. going to bring where they're going to bring Watson in, which is everybody keeps talking about. I mean, yeah. Isaiah Wilson, uh, McKinney, Pilat, you know, the punter, I mean, that's all they did. You know, that's yeah. all they did. So I'm with you. I mean, if this, if these, if this team's going into the next season with Tua as their quarterback, and I'm okay with that. And, and, and if they think they're just going to bring in a couple of small pieces, they're not that close. We talked about this last year, Chris. They won 10 games, number one, because they had a real easy schedule. I mean, outside of the AFC East, I don't think they, you know, but not just that. It's a bad league. We talked about this. I mean, New England won seven games. They could have won nine or 10. And New England was right. a bad team. So I think Miami's record was kind right. of, it, it was kind of smoke and mirrors. They're really not that good of a team. Yeah, listen, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. I think obviously, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's Buffalo's. It is Buffalo's division to lose. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. it's Buffalo's division to lose right now. And, you, you know, it's, it sucks to say that as a Patriots fan. Um, but again, I mean, it, it, it is. But yeah, Miami's done nothing. I mean, we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave New England alone just for a minute. And then we get over to the Jets. Now, you know, the Jets have a little more money to spend. I mean, they brought in Corey Davis. That's their big signing. You know, bringing in Corey Davis, three years, thirty-seven million, thirty-seven and a half million. Um, they brought they in the brought defensive in, they brought, end. They brought in uh, uh, Lawson. Lawson, supposedly, and he's a ball player. He's a good right. ball player. So that was a good, but, that was a good bring. That was a good uh, signing. I don't know who's throwing him the ball. It's still going to be Donald. And, and uh, listen, I know the pay. You know, the, the pot calling the kettle. You know what I mean? I get it. You know, and we'll get well, to they're that. Gonna, they're they're going to draft. They're going to take the kid from BYU second in the draft. Though, Wilson. Too, I think. Yeah. But is he going to be ready to play? Well, that I don't know. But you they're going to take. They're the going to take him. Yeah, they're yeah. going to take so, him. So, so we'll see on that. And and again, um, so that's that situation. When you go to the north, Baltimore. I mean, they let they let Junan go. Obviously, they let two, they let two guys go. Yeah. They so, let the other guy go. The other defensive tackle went to um, Oakland. Up right. Oakland. Yeah, the, Las Vegas. Ah, eh, Oakland. Fine. You know? But, oh. uh, you know, who they signed? The guard, Zeitler, um, Ellis, Justin Ellis. Yeah, he they, resigned. They, so he, he they re-signed. kept him, you yeah, know? He resigned. Okay. So then you go to Cincinnati. Who cares about Cincinnati? Cleveland. Um, Cleveland signed their safety, and that's all they've signed. That's it. They Pittsburgh. Signed and the guy's you know, a good safety. Don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh is surprising. Look, they got a corner. I get it. He's staying at well, yep. they, 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 that corner staying in Pittsburgh now. Yep. Okay. But God, they need more help there and they haven't done anything yet. Now tomorrow, listen, tomorrow it opens. So, I mean, they, they, they may be, you know, uh, but there'll we agree. Be a, there'll be a flurry of activity tomorrow, but I think a lot of the guys that, you know, a, a lot of these impact free agents are kind of off the starting to come off the board slowly because let's face it, Chris, with the salary cap, the market for these guys, I, I think the players, sat around and thought, okay, let's see what this market settles into. And it's not spending, right? Teams aren't spending. No. So so we kind of thought we kind of thought that was going to happen and it's happening. Because it's a quick thing now. They just did the yeah. cap the other day. They just right. dropped it, it went down 15 and 15 and a half million dollars. It went to 182 uh, and a half um 
million. And we already talked about that. That helps New England, you know, because this these teams are scrambling now. So, Chris, it went down to 182 million. But then also is in, in regards to negotiating um, teams typically set a percentage under the cap. They want to stay right for tax purposes and all this other stuff. So in actuality, it went down even more than that depending on what team you're on, because these different ownership groups set a, you know, they set a limit and they set a percentage, but we're going to go, we're going to be within this percentage of the cap. So nobody, typically teams don't exceed that or, or, or hit it. I mean, in some cases they do, but with, with revenue, the way it was this year, every team, the owners all made kind of like almost like a pact, almost like collusion that they were going to stay at a certain level below the cap just to save money because of what happened and not knowing what the fan situation will be next year in these stadiums for, for money. You know how I feel about the cap. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think the cap is, is, is it's garbage. You know, yeah. the crap cap, you know, it doesn't make it, it, it means nothing. The only time, the only time to me, the cap means anything. Okay. Um, is what is with quarterback money. Because quarterback money goes against the bottom line. You know, that goes against what's coming in for profits. And when you give a guy a, a half a billion dollar con, I mean, you're talking about now serious money, 40, 50 million. I mean, you know, 100. These guys are getting money that now affects the owner's bottom line. That affects the books. So when it comes to that kind of money, you know, yes, I get the cap matters. But otherwise, there's so much manipulation of the cap that can be done. It's absurd. I mean, you can spread things out. And by the way, this 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 misconception that, you know, players play players that um, that that agree to, to, to agree to extend their money out or or, you know, uh, like Brady did, you know, keep restructuring. That's the word I'm looking for. These guys that keep restructuring, people look at it and say, well, what a great guy, you know, players not do they're not sacrificing anything. They're getting the same money. They're getting the same amount of money spread over a course of, of, of longer. And in fact, you could you could even argue that it's better for the player because it's a cash flow thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you have more cash, you have more, you have cash flow coming in for longer and for tax purposes for them and think not to get too far. We need special sauce podcast for this, but the bottom line is they would have to, it's spread out longer. So for tax purposes, the income isn't as much at one given time, they can spread it out. So this whole notion of, Hey, the players are really, really, you know, they're really taking a, a hard sacrifice for the team. And, 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 you know, no, they're not, they, they're getting their money. Mark, Chris, like you said, when you look at these contracts, right. And for, and I use new England as an example. So, so everyone's saying, Oh my God, they've spent $200 million on free agents already. No, they haven't. You got to look at what the guaranteed money is, right? right. You got to look at the it's 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 complicated, right? You got to look at the number of years of the contract. You got to look at the guaranteed money. You got to look at the, the how much that guaranteed money was. Then you got to look at okay, so how much can they spread out over the course of the four years? How much of it is then also it played into a signing bonus that's guaranteed, but it's a signing bonus. All these things don't don't count against your bottom line cap for year one. So I. If you look at the Patriots and how they've structured these contracts with all the money they've spent, I bet you they still got 20, 30 million available to sign more players just because these contracts are all three and four year contracts. So they're not signing guys to one year. So they're able to spread out money, give signing bonuses, get, get, do all this stuff to manipulate the amount of money they have available. And well, that's why they're doing these deals the way they're doing them. And so early and see, that's the whole thing, the supply and demand, the supply and demand. I mean, 
the, the reason why Jacksonville, New England, Houston, I mean, let's see, we're going to second, we're going to see what Houston did. Cause I, I think it's important for you out there to know what some of these key additions to these teams were and some of the subtractions, because it does affect us at home. It comes, it comes home to roost always. So Mark, it matters about the timing of all this too, because when the salary cap comes out and yeah, we say the ca- salary cap is crap, but it also affects your releases. It respect affects your restructures. The bottom line is the supply demand is shifted. You know, there's less teams bidding for these guys now. And so now a team like new England, a team like Houston that has $60 million over the cap, whatever it is. Okay. They don't have to wait. You know, they could, they could come in, swoop in right at the beginning of free agency during the tampering period. And for those of you who don't understand, there's legal tampering right now. So basically free agency began yesterday. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Why, it, it's why, not why, I don't set, know what, yeah, I don't know what that's about, about. Right. It's not set to be official until tomorrow. And those contracts that you're hearing about will become final tomorrow. Yeah, 4 p.m. tomorrow. But the legal tampering period is in. We're within that right now. And so that's the whole point of this. You know, these teams are hard pressed. They're against the cap. They have to find money. So by the time they figure out now with the cap where it is, how to restructure, who to release, teams like New England, Jacksonville, Houston are swooping right in and they're taking these guys, you know, now maybe they're taking them for a little more money than they should. And when we talk about the Patriots, we'll talk about some of that. Okay. Chris, but the bottom line is, is that's what it is. No, you're right. And the other thing you mentioned, Chris, about um, releases and all of this, and, and, and that's the other thing that you're going to see because of the salary cap and because teams are trying to make moves to bring in some free agents or in the, to, to, to improve rosters, you know, the rumor, well, not the rumor, the, the, the logic is June 1st is the next big window of opportunity for teams because it's almost there's going to be so many releases because of the salary cap that it's almost going to be like a second round of free agency but this time with veterans they're expecting the biggest release of players this year than maybe in the history of 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 this whole process right so yeah again yeah it's it's as i said it's it's one of these situations where you know and it happened to hit it happened to hit new england Right. It happened to hit them just at the right time where they got this kind of money and they can do these kinds of things right now. So, you know, it's in, it's in their, it's in their benefit um, at this stage. And you're right about the releases. Hey, look, there's going to be so many, so many releases from so many teams that again, the supply demand, you know, this is where Belichick will come in in June and, and they'll get you a few veterans that they need and the things like that, because there'll be so many guys out there. They'll, they'll, I'll listen, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll make a prediction to you. There'll be more there'll be more quality in in releases possibly than in free agents. Yeah. And I don't think that's the I mean, Mark, look at look at what we have. I and mean, we don't have to get to every team. Because but what's look, gonna happen, what happens too, Chris, is you get somebody you, somebody falls in your lap in the draft. And now you're like, hey, I don't need this receiver I'm paying seven million dollars to anymore. I just this kid just dropped to me in the draft. We wanted him. So now, see, and the reason they use June first is it's 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 something with the, with the, the league year, but it's also something with salaries where these contracts kick into like bonuses and everything else after June first. So you're going to see a bunch of releases. But when somebody falls in your lap in the draft, now you can release a veteran after June first, and that typically is what happens. So it, it's going to be even more. Yeah, and listen, Mark. It's, again, here's here's more of an example of what I'm talking about. So you got the Houston Texans, right? They have a lot of money to spend. This is what they've done, okay? Mark Ingram, 
they bring in. Now it's a one year deal, $3 million, $500. So that's not, but Andre Roberts agrees to a two year deal, five and a half million. Marcus Cannon. Okay. All right. Uh, acquired in a trade. So they're going to have to pay him too. Okay. McCray, two year, 4 million. Justin Britt, one year, three and a half million. Shaq Lawson. Okay. They get him in a trade with Miami. Okay. So they're going to have to pay him. Bernard McKinley, Collins. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Like Terrence Brooks, 2 million. I mean, they just, they're just in a position because they just have so much more leeway. You know, teams like that, teams like Jacksonville, Carlos Hyde, Agnew, Philip Dorsett. And, and if you look at Cam the Texans, Robinson, Chris, Chad, you know, I mean, it's Chris, if you look at the picks up, so the, uh, the pickup of the Texans, it's, it's very Patriot like, like a lot of those names, not the big, big names. They, 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 they're under the radar guys, some of them, but that's a Casario move because that's what he learned how to do here. Right. That's supposedly right. his expertise is to get those guys at that level. Right. But right. the one signing for Houston that I, I think you were busy working and you didn't catch it. They signed the quarterback. The Houston Texans signed the quarterback. Let's hear it, Mark. $10 million. They signed Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what I'm saying. Now, you know, now again, is that, is that, is that indicative of the next shoe that's going to drop over there? I don't uh, know. I, I listen, I $10 million is not, you know, no, it's not. I, I have we, to see the contract. For a, but for a backup, well, Chris, they said it could go up to 12 million. Okay. I mean, you know so, why? Because I heard some criticism today about, about the Newton deal, which we're going to get into. Well, and somebody's just saying the, it's 13 million. It's 13 no, million. It's not, not 13 no, it's million. Not. Taylor, it's supposedly Taylor's deal is 10 million. Supposedly. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that he's a backup. I mean, that's it. He's a backup may, quarterback. May, maybe. You know, well, I still maybe think he's the, Maybe he's the style when Watson goes. I Listen, I till, keep telling you this, and I keep telling everybody out there this. I do not think Watson is going anywhere. I don't right. think he's going anywhere because I don't think a serial company are going to let this guy out. He just signed a contract eight months ago. Listen, he claims he's not playing, Chris. Yeah, well, then I think they're going to make him sit out. All right. Well, that'll be I, I really That's think they'll make him sit out. That's going to be interesting to see who blinks first. But again, Broncos are in the same situation. They just paid Darby three years, $30 million, includes $19 million guaranteed. So that's really like, you know, a one and one and a half, two year deal, you know. But yep. think about that kind of money for that corner. Is is Darby really worth twenty million guaranteed? And they just picked up Chris. They, they thought he was going to be a release, and they didn't release him. They just picked up the eighteen million dollar option, and that's real money yeah. on Von Miller. Yeah. Uh, and how about look and and close to home, close to home, Joe Tooney, yeah, goes and signs with the Chiefs. Now look, and, and in the, and in the next segment when we talk about the Patriots, we're going to talk about some of the criticisms of Belichick and they're spending and they're overspending and all these things that the good teams don't have to do this. Okay. Well, Mark, you know how I feel about a guard. Okay. Five years, $80 million, 32 million ga fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed. The third year co contract is only guaranteed for injury. However, it converts to a, uh, a full of 22. Okay. Which brings the guaranteed to 48 million. For so basically, he signed a forty-eight million dollar contract for three years, Chris. Pretty much. So how how is it now? So if you if you go by the argument that I'm he, hearing, he's never going to see the eighty million. Right. So if you go by the arg argument that I'm hearing right now, okay, which is only the bad teams have to go and sign players for money like that. Right. Is Kansas City a bad team? No. I don't they, understand. They, they, they have they offensive line issues. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, I get it. The bad teams have to do more of that. 
and they're bad for different reasons. And we'll get into why the Patriots are bad and they're drafting. But, but, but Chris, but Chris that, we'll but, get into that, but we'll also get into the fact that I don't necessarily know if the Patriots overplayed for anybody in this. When, when we talk, we're, we're going to really break down the structure of those salaries and, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it in, in, when we get into that section. Do you, do you have any idea how much Joe hates, hates when we, uh, when we talk about, you know, we're going to get into it. <laughs> well, because we have so much to talk <laughs> about. We have already. to say that tonight. <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, I, I know, I know, Joe, I understand, but, you know, we, we got to, we have to have, this is such a confusing time in the NFL with free agency. If we don't have some semblance of, of order here, it's going to just sound like a mosh-posh of information Chris, that's going I'm gonna out to I'm going to be honest with you, if you're not somebody, if you're just a casual fan who roots, obviously watches football, roots for football, but you're not a, a lunatic like we are, you may not truly get the nuances of some of these contracts and salary cap and all this other nonsense, but because we're lunatics, we yeah. kind of get it. So, so, you know, we, we just want to explain to our, our viewers, you know, so they can better comprehend what some of these people are saying on TV makes out and radio makes absolutely no sense. Some of these people, I'm like, where are they? Are they nuts? They don't even know what they're talking about, Chris. Yeah, I know. I know. So again, you know, as we said, so we, I mean, we've covered a few of these teams, you know, we're not going to do them all. We got to get the break, but, and then come back. We're going to talk about the Patriots, but, well, no, but I think the, it gets important. Chris, that the we point the is to East because the AFC East hasn't yeah. done much. The point, the point is, you know, there's a lot of money being spent um, with teams that are both good and teams that didn't finish well last year. It's just, it's just the way the landscape of the NFL is right now. And we both agree too. There's going to be a lot more cuts a lot more releases of guys that we think will be able to help at least the New England Patriots. And, and, and we think the Patriots are going to make some releases and possible trades and cuts too, Chris. We don't That's think right. that they're going to, you know, the guys that were existing on that roster, we don't think they're all going to stay. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Mark. And so when we come back, uh, we're going to get into the Patriots. We're going to get into their free agency, what they've done, and they've been real, real busy in these last couple of days. We want to talk about some of the criticisms that we're hearing and some of the things that, that we think are going to happen. So, all that and more as on the other side, more Pat, more, uh, I was going to say Pat's nation, a uh, mock because we're so into the Patriots today that I was actually going to say Pat's nation more after. No, this. no. <laughs> Welcome back to the Special Sauce Podcast. I have a very special guest here, Brittany Jones. Brittany, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about all things culture, psychology, and business Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And since we are the real deal, New England feel, let's get into it, Mark. Listen, um, let's first recap what they've done in the last two days. Um, Mark, you want to do that or you want me to do that? You can go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, so they re-signed Cam Newton. We knew that. Uh, knew that. One-year deal up to $14 million or $13 million with we. I feel like a base of $5 million. We agree on that? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, guaranteed. Now they signed Judon uh, from Baltimore, who played for Baltimore, the defensive end, to a four-year, $56 million deal 
32 million guaranteed. Now, I don't know if the structure of the guaranteed is over two years or if that's now. Um, that I don't know. Maybe Joe can find that. Uh, then they signed that, Aguilar. That, that, Chris, they never let you know because that is always somehow worked into bonuses and spread out. There's no way that's a one-year $32 million guarantee. Well, we may There's we no may, we may figure that out tomorrow when the deal is finalized. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Aguilar, uh, the uh, wide receiver that played for uh, Oakland or wherever they're from um, now, Vegas, um, two years, $26 million, $11 million base. So, you know, He's guaranteed some money too. Uh, Smith, uh, the tight end from Tennessee, four years, $50 million, 31 guaranteed. Um, Mills, the defensive back from Philly, I believe, four years, 24 million, 9 million guaranteed. Um, they picked back up Trent Brown for a pick. They traded for him though, for a pick swap. Um, and Mark, you can detail that in a minute. Um, they re signed Dietrich Wise. For four, four years, $30 million, okay, $10 million guaranteed. That's Dietrich Wise, which we're going to get into that one. And, Mark, say the name. I can't. T -t 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 the defensive tackle from, is it Gashaw? Gashaw. Gashaw. Uh, the defensive tackle from Miami, two years, $16 million, nine guaranteed. Born, wide receiver that played with um, San Fran, three years, $22.5 million. Uh, Anderson, the uh, defensive tackle, two years, $7 million. He's a, it's a max value of $11 million um, in, in incentives. Um, Bethel, they re-sign, three years, uh, $6 million at two and about two and three quarters guaranteed. Mills, no, Mills Mills was the defensive back out of Philly, yes? Yes. Yes, not, not um, who did I say? Mm. Yeah, no, maybe. No, oh no, you know what? I did say that. I did. I did mention Mills. Four years, twenty-six million. And uh, oh, by the way, a lot of these guys, most of these guys are all Rosenhaus guys. By the way, four or five or something. Four or five or something. You know, four of these guys are Rosenhaus guys, which is a Belichick guy, which is good. That's good. You yeah, know, they got, Rosenhaus got has a Rosenhaus has a corner on the market, Chris. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. So uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we get a chat for I. Listen, Joe, am I saying this right? I that zero. <laughs> yes sir yes sir i see see mark see i'm up with it see, i understand there you go you know Chris. i got it right i got it i'm with it you know i dad zero saying hello welcome back in good to have you back um and by the way i dad let us know uh let us know if you think the patriots uh overspent today because we want to know from you we want to know from all of you what you're thinking of the patriots and what this all means so mark these are this is what they've chris, done up you, to now chris you missed a big signing today Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the Hunter Henry deal. Yes. I, I apologize. So Hunter Henry and the terms were Mark. Uh, what did he get? Thirty-seven million for three years with uh, I want to say twenty-something million guaranteed, twenty-five maybe, twenty-four. Right. So that yeah, that's probably the biggest. That's probably the biggest deal out of them all of everything they did was the mm -hmm. Hunter Henry deal because you know it's just so funny, Mark. It's and I'm I'm trying to look up the. Uh, and I'm they just put across. We were just speaking about the AFC East, Chris. They just flashed that uh, Emmanuel Sanders signed with Buffalo. Okay, well that that was that that's that's upsetting to you a little bit because yes, it is. I'm very upset about that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, by the way, Hunter Henry, thirty-seven and a half million, twenty-five million guaranteed. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So you you were right there. 
Yeah, that's disappointing with Sanders. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I he's thirty-four years old, but but I, I think yeah, but I think he would have been a nice compliment here. He would have been. He would have been. He's you know, off the, he's off the board. So anyway, who's that leave? I mean, the other guy you were talking about was 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 I like uh, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins too. And the, the other guy I talked to you about today, who I said runs a four-two forty, John Ross. You could John get him Ross. cheap money. He signed with the Giants for two and a half million today, one year. John Brown is still out there too. John Brown's still out there. So I I, I anyway, but. Getting let's back get into to ours. signings. Let's get into well, the signings. So, okay, let's take them. Let's take them in order. Let, let, let's leave the re-signs for a second, okay? Yep. yep. So we won't talk about Newton. We won't talk about Weiss. So Chris, we why, don't we attack, why don't we attack the two positions you and I said they had to address was wide receiver and tight end. Let's talk about them first. Okay, so let, let's get into the tight ends. I mean, that's what everybody at this point is, is salivating yep. over. Yep. Coming into this. Um, coming, well, first of all, let me ask you this, Chris. Do you think they overpaid for those guys? What's overpay, Mark? See, this is the whole thing, okay? What, I don't you know, know, but I don't know, but I don't think they did, Chris. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, but but anyway, I just wanted to see what you. What, well, what let's you talk say. about Hunter Henry first, okay? So, okay, answer that question then, and tell 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 me why you don't think they overpaid. Because Chris, the top of the market for that position is between is about 15 16 million dollars. I think Kittle might be making like 16 and a half million and then I think Kelsey's at like 14, right? So you're paying two guys about I think Smith might be getting 12 and Henry might be getting 12 and a half million, right? When you look at the guaranteed money. I would argue that two of the top 5 or 6 tight ends in this entire league. I, I would argue that. I would argue Hunter Henry's probably third. I think he's right behind those two guys that are getting paid all that money. So for 12, 12 and a half million dollars, I don't think you overpaid. You probably played market value for two of the best, maybe even a little cheap less for two of the best tight ends in football. Listen, the days of getting a, a, a guy to come in on a one-year deal for $8 million, we talked about this, Chris, before free agency. Those days are gone. That don't happen anymore. But I don't think you had to overpay. We talked about before free agency. I had to get a guy like that to come here. Nobody wants to come here. Maybe you're going to give him $16 million. You didn't have to. Yeah. You could take it from the other end, too. And you could say, you say, you think you overpay for Hunter Henry? Okay. And let's take Smith. I mean, I don't what, think we did. what's Smith's year? No, not you. I mean, people think that that. Yeah. What's Smith's yearly deal? What does that come down I to? I think it comes out to about $12 million. Okay. So if you're looking at those two guys, 12, 13 million dollars, is this what we're looking at for these two guys who who were the two best, two of the two best tight ends in the free agent market? Do, do yes. we agree on that? Right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you're paying that. If you say the market value, both guys, Chris, are 25, 26 years old. Okay. So if, you say, if, you're, if you're saying the market is is somewhere between 13 and 16. Yeah. For a top a tight end in this league for a top tight end. Okay. And because Kittle's making 16. Yep. Okay, so and I think Kelsey's making about fourteen or fifteen. Well, say so, so. The market really isn't up that high. The market's a little lower because you know you have to take into account the lower tiered. Yep. So yes. here, here's here's how I'll make I'll make sense of this to you and to you all out there. How much production did Gronkowski have in Tampa last year? I don't know. Maybe Joe can look that up. Not a hell hell of a lot. I don't think. No, I don't know what have? his stats were, but they they weren't great. I mean, he didn't have a ton of touchdowns. He didn't even have a ton of receptions. He yeah, might he have had a good had, Super Chris, Bowl. He might have had about eight touchdowns, four or five hundred yards. I bet six hundred yards at most. You think? I don't think he had that much. He might. Have, I don't think. He might Joe, have. No. you got to look Joe, up. Gronk. Look it up, Joe. Look up Gronk stats. Gronk stats, please, for last season, two thousand twenty. The bottom line to me is Gronk. I don't think provided 
you know, anything close to what Henry and Smith. He was a good blocker, though. He was a good blocker. They just re-signed him. He's a good blocker. That's fantastic. They re-signed him for 10. They gave him $10 million, Mark. Is he worth $10 million right now at this stage? No. No. There's nothing in me that thinks he's worth $10 million. I'm sorry. I don't don't think so. Which is why I thought he would take his $10 million and then just retire. I didn't think anybody well, but would give that, him that. Well, he he he'll continue to make that money as long as as long as Brady's there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Forty-five uh, receptions, six hundred twenty-three yards, seven touchdowns. Damn, that's I was close, skinny. Chris. I was close, Chris. I okay. said five, six hundred yards, eight touchdowns. I was close. So is he? So then I guess then he. So is he? He's worth ten million. Okay, fine. You think he's worth? No, 10 I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think he's worth ten million dollars. I. What are those stats are okay. Well, because Smith had less than that. He did, but he was hurt. Right. Exactly. He did that this in the game. first what? Six, seven games. Four games. games yeah. Eight five games. games. Yeah. He had like all his touchdowns in the first four games, I believe. Okay. Anyway, so right. okay. Bottom line, the kid is I don't in his twenties, though. I don't think they overspent and I don't even understand what overspend means anymore because we just talked about, we just argued that the cap means nothing anymore. Yeah. Okay. Listen, so this over, this shows about the Patriots. I get it, but look at what Tampa Bay and I don't want to bring up Tampa Bay after this anymore tonight, but look what they're doing down there. Like to your point, the cap means nothing. Chris. They restructured a couple of, they restructured Brady's deal and maybe played around with the books a little bit. And all of a sudden they got enough money to bring everybody back. So to your point, Chris, the cap is, it means nothing. No, and, and and you know what, Mark? Before we get back at the Patriots again, I, I listened. I listened all day. You know these people, and it's the And they had commented on it today. These people in New England, these guys on the the flag, the so-called flag flagship station. Okay. Yeah. With that, you know what's funny too? What's funny to me about this is you got the flag flagship station of the, the New England Patriots, and guys are showing up to work. With Tampa Bay sweatshirts, with Tampa Bay sweatshirts, Tampa Bay. That guy's a complete. guy's a complete fool. And he just made, a, you know what? he makes he's a laughing stock. He makes a fool out of himself every time he shows up with that creamsicle shirt. Why? Because he's a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, he's a fool. He's an absolute every, fool. Every single time they do it, yeah, they stick it up. They're sticking it up the Patriots' ass, and they're yeah, sticking okay, it up good. Belichick's ass. Yeah, That's what good. they're doing, and yeah. I get it. And and today was no. Listen, I listen to these clowns. Okay, I listen to these clowns say that. Um, just crucifying uh, Belichick and company for not spending. How, how often? How how much do it's you constant. remember them just crucifying them for not const- spending? It was constant. Okay. Do you know what I heard today? And then I heard today is, well, they had they spent too much money. They spent too much money. They spent they spent two hundred million dollars. And you know what? They they're a team that never had to do that. Now all of a sudden they have to spend all the money because they're a bad football team. They misjudged this, and we're going to go over what they misjudged and all that. But I, have no, a I understand take. that, Chris. I heard that too. They talked about how you know he was such a poor general manager that now he's going to spend money to compensate for his deficiencies as a right. general manager. Okay, fine. All right, great. So maybe I'll he ask did. you people. I'll ask right, you people on the. I'll ask you people then on the flagship station. So you tell me, okay? If you got any guts, you call in right now. You write in, explain to me, explain to me the hip, the hypocrisy in what you're saying. You busted his chops because he didn't spend money for, for 20 years. Okay. Yet won six Super Bowls. And now you're sitting there criticizing that they have to spend money. And now, you know, they screwed up so bad that now they have to spend money. Which is it? 
I mean, which is it? So we'll leave that. We'll leave that to you people to figure out. You want to listen to that flagship station or do you want to listen to the real deal New England field? I don't know. But Mark, the whole notion of the whole notion of and some of their stupidity was if you're a good team, you don't have to do this. See, the Patriots are always a good team, so they didn't have to do this. They never listen, had to do this. Listen, Mark. I don't, but, but that's a stupid, com- that's a stupid comment because we all, we all agreed that the Patriots were a flawed team for a variety of reasons. They were a flawed team. We've talked about on this show, the real, real deal show, that, yeah, they've made mistakes in the draft the last three or four years. We understand that. We totally understand that. But listen, they also were smart enough to understand, listen, We've got the money. This is a one-time only. We have this kind of money. We'll never probably have it again. We have to go in and spend like we've no one's ever spent before and fix this. And now if we can have two or three drafts and put two or three drafts together to add on to what we're going to fix, we'll be fine. Give them credit for doing that. No, they want to bust their beans and say, well, it's because they don't know what they're doing. They screwed up. This is an acknowledgement that the roster was for the reasons everybody knows weak was weakened. So now they're fixing it. They're resetting it. What else are they supposed to do? Go six and 10 every year. You're going to yeah. reset. Look, like I said, it makes I no have, sense. I, I'm with you. I have no problem. I have no problem sitting here and saying Bill Belichick has sucked at the draft for the last three years and maybe more. He has. They've sucked at the draft. Yeah. I mean, we've we've chronicled that on the Pats Nation. We've talked about that on this show. Yeah. Okay. I'm, nobody's nobody's saying that he did a great job in, in, no. in drafting guys. Nobody. No. What I'm saying is, if your criticism is, you used to be a team that didn't have to do this. Now you're a team that does. And that's a and fair criticism. That's fair. And now nah, you know. And they, and therefore, you're one of the bad teams in the league. And all bad teams have to do this. And I get it. The percentage of free agents that you bring in. Is it really in your favor of success? No. It's shown in the past that that big free agents that come in, some pan out, some don't. It's mm-hmm. not really, you know, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't always, it doesn't always uh, work out. So, no. so I get, and then you have to build through the draft, but the draft doesn't always work out either. But the whole thing is this, if that's, if that's your criticism, they drafted so poorly and now, well, Okay, now they have to spend money. Fine, I get the criticism. I understand that. But the net, but to say now, I don't understand why you know you're spending all this money when you never had to do it, and you bitched the, you bitched them out years ago for saying they don't ever spend money. I don't understand. This team doesn't gets away with not spending money. You say, well, Bill's not a genius anymore because now he's just like everybody else that has to spend money. And good teams, this was the one I love. Good teams don't have to spend money, really. So, that's what Kansas cr- City do? That's what, what do Tampa Pages do. Kansas City, listen, good teams don't have to do it as much. They don't have to, they don't have to say they don't have to bring six guys in. They can bring three guys in. I get that part I understand, but the good teams in this league spend money. Tampa, you just mentioned, what did Tampa do? Barrett, Jack Barrett. They they right, Barrett, it is. They gave him all that money. Okay. They're they gave Gronk $10 million. Chris, listen, they, listen, listen, listen. Everybody wants to forget. How did Tampa Bay 
be, become Super Bowl champions. Shaq Barrett was a free agent signing from the Denver Broncos. Tom Brady was a free agent signing from the New England Patriots. Leonard Fournette was a pickup off of waivers. Antonio Brown was a pickup off of waivers. Gronkowski was a pickup off of a trade. They, they, like, what, what, did they think that they drafted those guys? The reason they won the Super Bowl was because of guys that weren't on that roster the year before. Well, they, didn't Brady. Draft those, they didn't draft right. those guys. Mark. Wake it, up. It, it, the guy it, it, with the creamsicle shirt on the flagship station. Wake the hell up. They didn't yeah. draft those guys. It just made, it makes the point of what I'm trying to say. It, it, the bottom line is and, and Mark, don't, don't mistake it. You say, well, they're crafty. You know, Tampa Bay was crafty, and they, they basically did what they did basically did what the way Patriots used to do, right? They basically, no, they didn't. Yeah, okay, I'm if drop, you're saying I'm they- I'm dropping things over here now. If I'm they, so if they, if, yeah, Joe, Joe, you're going you're gonna to irritate him. He's going to come back on the screen and start talking to you about <laughs> the, the equipment again. But they're saying, well, the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks did exactly what the Patriots used to do. You know, they get guys on the cheap and this and that. They didn't, they didn't get, get anybody on, on the cheap. cheap. You just gave a, a, a broken down Rob Gronkowski $10 million. You got him on the cheap? Because he, okay, he caught two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I get it. He's broken down. He He's a quarter if, of what he was. Right. You did exactly You did exactly what Tom Brady wanted you to do. And it isn't yes. like it isn't like you were sly and sharp. You took yeah. these guys off the scrap heap. Yeah. Antonio Brown and, and, and Gronkowski were out of football. They were out of football. There was no team next to their name. Okay, the Patriots owned the rights, but they were out of football. Fournette was just about to be out of football. Okay, that guy was not. You know, he he, he was getting he's getting long in the tooth. Also, so I mean, so, uh, stop acting like they don't spend money. So the good teams, Kansas City, they spend money. They paid their quarterback five hundred. They they paid their quarterback half a billion dollars. They spend money. Seattle spends money. The Rams spend money. And I'm going through the teams that were in the playoffs now. Okay. Buffalo digs. Not as many guys do they bring in. Okay. But but you're going to sit here and argue that Buffalo has been so good in the draft. Why? Because they hit on Allen. Maybe hit on Allen. Let's see if he wins anything. Okay. Yeah. Chris, That's how why. About, how, Chris. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm sick. so sick of these people. They want to have it both ways. Right. Listen. They did what they had to do this year to reset this roster, and now they've reset it. So now I think they're going to add in some lesser guys in free agency. Belichick will go back to his bringing in some B players, right, which he does typically in free agency. That'll be cost cost guys that'll help you fill out the rest of this roster. And Jesus, you're drafting higher than you've drafted in years. You've got the 15th pick of the draft, and then you swapped picks with Houston. So now you moved up in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. You got higher picks in each one of those rounds because of the Cannon deal. You got a second round pick, a third round pick. You got plenty of draft picks. Now you're going to really hit on the draft. Now you're well, gonna hit on your draft picks, right? And and we're gonna go to break, and, and we're gonna continue. And Chris, this when we come back, though, I want to do I do want to talk about those two wide receivers. No, no, we are. We're gonna continue this conversation about the Patriots. But Mark, before we get there, the last thing I'll say on this little topic about the criticism back and forth, okay, is I heard them today talking about oh, the last time they did this was in 2007 when they spent a ton of money and they brought a lot of guys in, blah blah blah, and you know that's the only time they did it, and they didn't have to do it any other time. First of all, okay. You're talking about 14 years ago. I heard somebody say today, they never, that's what it was. You never paid, you never paid, you're paying these tight ends all this money. You didn't pay that to Welker. You didn't pay that to Stallworth. You didn't pay that to Randy Moss. It was 14 years ago. Mark, has your, wherever, wherever you earn income, 
Has the salaries have the salaries increased from 2007 to now? Yeah. And let me tell you something. When Randy Moss, <laughs> after, listen, after the, that original Randy Moss deal was up, when they brought him in from Oakland, okay, you did pay for him. You made him one of the highest paid receivers in football with that second contract. Then he got a little disgruntled and you had to get rid of him. But yeah, you did pay Randy Moss for the second contract. You most certainly did. He was one of the top paid receivers and we were giving him a bunch of money for that time in in, in the NFL. We gave him a bunch of money for two years, but he left. He didn't make it. And, you know, we got a call. We got a call that's coming in. And, Mark, just finish your point. Finish your point, And then we're going to get to so, the caller. Then we'll get the break. And, and like you said, Chris, it was 14 years ago. It was relative. And listen, why? They didn't give a lot of money to Hernandez and, and, and Gronk. When they when they they extended those guys after those rookie deals, before those rookie deals were up. At the time, Gronkowski and Hernandez were making big money for tight ends. It was unheard of. People thought we were crazy. Well, then it turned out <laughs> Gronkowski ends up being the best tight end in the history of the game. And Hernandez... Who knows how good he could have been, if it, but he was just a, a, a goddamn murderer in a cuckoo clock. But we did that. People forget we did that. Chris, let's go to the phone. Fo- let's go. Yeah, I got you. Let's go to the phones right now. And I, I reason why I wanted to do this before break is because we got a little, we got a little friend on the line with us again, and we have Olivia from Scottsdale. Go ahead, Olivia. You're on Corso and Catone. How are you? What's the topic today, Mark? The Patriots. That's right, the Patriots. We're talking about we're talking about Patriots free agents. Say that again. You're you're not you're cutting out, Olivia. Go ahead. We want to give you full time to say the new players. Yes, we have new players coming on. Okay, Judon and Smith. Do you think? Do you like Smith? Go Smith. See, so she likes Smith. So, Olivia, thank you for calling. Welcome. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you. Little Olivia. We always love having little Olivia in. So, Mark, when we come back again, I'm going to finish my I'm going to finish my uh, little bit of criticism because I, I do. I think the landscape has changed in the league, and I want to talk about that on the other side. So, more uh, Corso went to Catone. Right after. And I also want to talk about a tweet from um, Patrick Chung. Excellent. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone and Mark on the front side of that, you know, I was finishing a point. What I wanted to say, and we were so happy Olivia called in. Um, what I wanted to say was, yeah, I mean, talking about the overspending, the overspending, the overspending, and saying, well, the Patriots never had to do these kinds of things. You know, they always they were able to just get guys on the cheap and, you know, guys are willing to come in just to win a ring and all this other stuff. Mock's looking up some uh, 
Mark, Mark, every time I, I get looking a, something up, I, we, I need to explain to you guys what Mark's doing. Every time Mark's looking at his phone, you know, it looks like, isn't he paying attention? Isn't he paying attention to what's going on? I can't paying attention. He's, he's doing his homework. He's looking stats up. He's looking things up like that. Joe's got a lot to do in there. So he, he you know, I we, can't rely on Joe. He's too slow. Yeah. You know, unlike the flagship flagship station, and they're so wrong all the time, and they got people looking stats up for them. We do it here. We do it all. That's what we're about. We get dirty. We do the grunt work, just like you guys out there. So we're not. We don't have that uh, luxury. So okay, <clears throat> what I'm saying is this: the criticism of New England saying they used to be able to just get guys on the cheap, have them come in, okay, because they want to win a ring, and they're coming in for the sole purpose of Brady, okay. Mark, listen, yep. the landscape of the league has changed, okay? The type of player that's in the league today versus 10 years ago is night and day. Now, yes, did guys come in here to play with Brady, you know, from, I would say, from, say, 2012 on? I don't think it happened, be you know, much before that. It happened, okay? But I think well, from yeah, 2000... I don't think the guys we brought in in 07 wasn't necessarily because of, of Brady at that point yet, I don't think. But if you want to say, okay, some of the guys came in to play with Brady, fine. You know, uh, guys Thank like you. Long, you know, guys like that that were on the tail, maybe uh, uh, Blunt, guys that were maybe on the tail end of the career, things like that. They want to try to win a ring. But, but to say, well, now, you know, you stink now. But the point I'm trying to make is the reason why they, they don't, they're not overspending or they're not spending like other teams do in free agency because Brady left. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's not because Tom Brady left and now you can't you can't follow the same formula you followed for the last 20 years or for the last 15 years. That's not the reason. The reason that you're spending the same as other teams right now and having to go get six guys and pay the most money for those six guys instead of three guys is because you drafted poorly. You mismanaged the draft. And therefore, you don't have guys on rookie contracts that are four-year deals, potentially five, if they're first-round picks, that you can, like Andrews, like Murray, the linebacker, like Metcalf. You have stiffs like Harry on the roster. So the point is, that's why they're spending and you're seeing them spend like other teams spend. And they didn't do before. It's not Tom Brady. That's not the reason. Maybe a couple of guys came in here, but not, that's not the reason. It's because you drafted poorly, and now you have to you have to go overboard on how many guys you're bringing in for the, yep. for the high money that you're paying. And I just want to make that clear because it doesn't seem too clear to the to the experts around there that that's the reason. It's Tom Brady left, and now they have to spend a ton of money. That's not that 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 that's so. It's such a simplistic, moronic view of looking at this. I mean, right, Mark? I, I you know. Or am I stupid? No, it is. It absolutely is. And Chris, a perfect example of that is, so, yeah, okay, so we signed two of the best tight ends in football, right? So now we are the top five or six tight ends in football. I'd say you got two of them. But you wasted two third-round draft picks in last year's draft on what? Tight ends. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't necessarily know if the kid Keen from Virginia Tech is really a tight end. He might be more of an H-back. But he was listed as a tight Pullback, end. Pullback, right? H-back, yeah. back, H-back, whatever you want to call him. But the kid, Asi Asi from UCLA, is a tight end. And and, and he, so you just brought in two of the best tight ends in football. So how much play is Asi Asi going to get now? I, I don't know, right? I, I don't know. But, well, but you, he, you, he could try to develop. 
No. He could try to develop, but you moved up in the draft to take him in the third round. Yeah. So, so to your point, Chris, you haven't handled the draft well in the last couple of few years, right? So that's why you had to spend some of this money on some of these people, you know. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so again, let's now go down. Let's talk about these guys. So, what is Judon? How how much he, he improves that? Talk about how he's improving that defense because I think well, he does. I mean, he's no. going to improve the defense, Chris, because not only is he an edge guy, he can he can cover he can he can um drop down and cover a running back out of the backfield. He has that type of athleticism. He could slide down the line. So now you can create mismatches like you used to create with um the year they won the Super Bowl. I got his names for. Uh, what was his name, Chris? The um, the defensive lineman we lost him. I think he went to uh, Detroit after. Do you remember his name? Depends on. He got a lot of money. Year. He Depends got no. The, the year we beat the year we beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I you know I'd have to go back. You're asking me hard questions. I'd have to go back. I mean, you know how many names I got on my friggin' head right now? You're talking to me about guys that, but, that but happened four he, years he, ago. But Chris, he allows you that flexibility. So not only does he come off the edge, if you know that the god is 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 weak on 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 a team. Belichick will move him around the line and, and, and get him over the guard, right? That's what Belichick does, right? So this kid's going to allow Belichick some flexibility to, to, to the use him in some different places yeah. in, in, in different ways. He's a perfect fit for this team. It frees up Winovich. Yeah. You know, it frees up now Weiss is resigned, so it frees Weiss up a little bit yeah. more. You're just going to get a guy that can get pressure, you know, a guy that can get pressure. So there's that. I do like the mill signing, okay? I like the mill signing. Why? And again, this is a Belichick guy, this versatility that he loves. You know, I, you know how I think about that. I think they should have more, you know, guys that are specialized. That's the way it is today. But he likes the versatility. Mills provides that. And it also shows me that some of these guys may be, their days are maybe numbered. I'm not saying McCordy, but the other one, you know, the other one perhaps, you know, if this guy can play in and out. Uh, so I like the Mills signing too. Is he worth four years, 24 million? I mean, We'll see. I may be a little bit high. Yeah, but Chris, I don't think it's so. But if you look at his contract, Chris, it's four years, 24 million, but he's not getting, I guarantee you, he's not getting $6 million a year. Some of that money's probably spread. It's probably an incentive contract. It's probably, he's probably got a signing bonus. I bet I would guarantee you that that contract, the fourth year of that contract, it's probably like a $9 million contract where he'll never see that money, but he's getting like 12 million up front. So he he'll take the contract. I guarantee it. Right. So again, I, 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 I again, I like the signing. Um, I'm good with that. <clears throat> Bethel. I like because excuse me, he's a special teams guy. Okay. And you know, 6 million, that's, that's not a big deal for a guy like that. He provides a lot for you on the, um, on the special teams. <clears throat> excuse me. So I like that mock. I can't even like, I'm so I'm all choked up over this. Have a have a glass sip of water. Something <clears throat> straighten yourself out, would you? <laughs> Jesus. Aguilar, talk about him. Well, Aguilar's another one of those guys, Chris. So when he was with Philadelphia, he was more of a slot guy, right? And 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 and, and the knock on him was his hands, right? He, he was butterfingers. He dropped balls in the slot and 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 all of that, right? And then he go all of a sudden he goes to the, the Raiders. And he becomes a stretch the field type of receiver. Cars throwing all kind of balls downfield to him. And he's getting separation and he's making all these plays. And he became a red zone receiver. He was jumping over guys in the red zone to make touchdowns, right? Now he's here. 
He's got, the, again, the versatility that Belichick and McDaniels like because he can play in the slot and he can stretch the field. With the tight ends and with the kid born that they got from San Fran, and if, if Edelman can give you anything, and I have a funny feeling, Chris, this year, the kid has progressed every single year. I think you're going to see Gunner become, when no one's talked about him, I think you're going to see him become more involved in the passing game as a slot receiver. He's not even paying attention to me, Joe. Come I on, am Joe. paying attention to Straight you. Him out, Gunner, Joe. Gunner is going Joe. to be more in the slot. Joe. I'm trying to look up. You know what I'm doing? I'm Joe. trying to look the guy up on the defensive line. Number 91. Number 91 you know? in the Atlanta Super Bowl. Number 91 in the Atlanta Super Bowl. Look it up. So, okay. But Gunner, I think, Chris, is going to become more involved in the Especially in the game. return, especially in the past. Well, the return game, game yes, but I think, I think you're going to see them try to make him into an Edelman more this year in the slot. I believe you're going to be, you're going to see that with him. But so Aguilar, Chris, I think is, is going to be a, with these tight ends, it's going to make him, you know, better than what he probably even is because it's going to create openings for him. It will. It will. If you got that middle now, see what the tight ends too. again, and that's how you can incorporate the tight ends into this too, because I, I listen, I think Edelman's days are numbered here. You know, I really do. So listen, I hope Chris Edelman can give you one year. I, I, I really do. I really do. I, I hope he can give you, I hope he can give you one more year and say, Hey, let's make a run. I don't know, Mark. I don't, I don't know. How much I, I don't think left. he, I don't think he I, will, but I'm, I'm hoping. Look, I, I'm, I'm, my, then there's your friend from the pack 10. Uh, listen, let get to him in a second, but I agree with you with Bourne. I agree with you with Gunner. He can provide that kind of thing. And again, the two tight ends, especially in the red zone, it's going to be really difficult to stop then. And, and look, if Cam's the guy, he's the guy, you know, he'll walk some of those in then, you know, with his running ability in that down in the red, red zone like that. So just taking away the tight end now, that's not really taking away Gronk, basically, and Edelman and, and flooding that center zone and making the quarterback throw to the edge. That's not really what's going to happen with New England now, because you got two tight ends that, that that are really good. Aguilar, I think they're going to use them, as you said. I think they're using them as, as the Raiders used them on the outside, stretch that field, and open up that middle. So and I Bourne, think Chris Bourne is 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 deadly in the middle of the field. Right. And so I think I think that's right. I think that, that that's probably why they the over not the overreaction, but um bringing in the two top tight ends. So I, I think I like. I like all these signings. These are big Chris time Bourne, guys. One of the write-ups on Bourne when Garoppolo was healthy was Bourne was a chain-moving machine. He was described as for Garoppolo. He would just know where those chains were and he would move them. Garoppolo right. needed somebody to get the ball to. He would get it to him. So he can work in between the hash marks, which is New England's bread and butter, right? And that's going to be, like to your point, Chris, that's going to be Newton's bread and butter because Newton – isn't going to throw the ball 30, 40 yards downfield. He don't have the arm for that anymore. Yeah, he'll hit Aguilar once in a while if he is your quarterback, but his bread and butter is going to be in the center of the field, you know, 10 to 15 yards down the field in between the hash marks. He that, that, That's all his arm's going to give you, you know? Well, again, that so br bringing it to that now, Mark, okay? Um, talking about the guys that, that have been brought back. So Wise, we talked about a little bit. Bethel, we talked about a little bit. Um, again, the Trent Brown signing. Okay. I like the signing. I like it too. And I um, told you last week on the show, Chris, I thought that that meant Cannon was going to go. And, Cannon and he went. was. And he was. And I like the pick swaps for Cannon. I, I do. do. I like I the do. pick swaps. It moves them Chris, up a little bit. Chris, you moved bit. up to 109 in the fourth round. You moved up like 20 spots with that. And that's important. I mean, you, you, you yeah. know, look, th those picks down there in the third, fourth round, I mean, 
those are important picks if they don't screw them up. I mean, Chris, you know, last Kenny year, Ga- Chris Galladay from Detroit, who's looking to cash in in this free agency, was yeah. a third round draft pick. Yep. Yep. And didn't, didn't he just, nothing? didn't he just, isn't he on the verge of agreeing with somebody right now? I don't know. Sure. Marvin, Marvin Jones agreed with, with Jacksonville. So that's a weapon for, for Trevor Lawrence. Well, so then, so then Galladay still available. Samuel's still I think available. Is. Davis Samuel's, is already gone. Schuster Smith's still available. Right. That's, that's interesting. I mean, will he go boom right away tomorrow? I know we're a little all over the place, but we'll, somebody we'll, said Schuster Smith might be willing Giants. to sign, to sign a one year deal just to say, Hey, let me prove that I still got it. And then next year I'll go get my $80 million deal. When, when, when the free, when the cap regulates itself again. Well, because they were talking about uh, him going possibly to the giants. Okay. Maybe. But he, here's the thing. Okay. When you getting it back to Cam Newton right now, because people are criticizing and say, okay, yeah, you're signing all these guys. You have no quarterback. You just have no quarterback, no serviceable quarterback to throw the guy, to throw the ball to eight touchdowns, so on and so forth. Come on, Mark. Wake up, Mark. Chris, wake up. On. Wake up, please. Okay. So you sign them to one year deal. It's that 13 million incentives. You give them five. Okay. It's a cheap. It's cheap. You're getting him on the cheap. You're giving him Mark, backup quarterback money. The reason why they had to do it. I don't think you get Hunter Henry to sign. I don't think you get Judon. I don't think you get Smith. I don't think you get um, born. I just don't think you get these guys to walk in because you had no face. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. sell Stidham to those guys? No. Look, say whatever you want about Noon and how bad he was last year, and he was. Are there some built-in excuses? No weapons. He came in late, had COVID, and missed three, two, three games and, and was yeah. just falling behind. Fine. Yeah. I told you last year. There were guys wide open and he was short hopping. He was skipping the ball. So I agree with some of what Rodney Harrison has to say, but let me finish. So, but the thing with Cam Newton is you needed a face. You, no matter what you say about Cam Newton, he's well-respected in the league. Players like him. Okay. He's a name. He's still a name. Two years and, ago. And, and he spoke very highly of Belichick and playing right. for Belichick. Which, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Belichick, I mean, you, you know, you stroke his ego. You, you no, but 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 I, but I think that might have resonated with players, Chris, because yeah, you 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 know what Gronk and and, and Brady kind of insinuated, right? But no, Brian, Brady always but, said that he appreciated what he did. He, over no, there, he so. did, he did, yeah. he did. But 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 some of his actions with Gronk and some of his antics kind of said otherwise. Yeah. But anyway, you're right. He always publicly said the right thing. The other imbecile Gronk just you know I'm having fun, you idiot, right? But right. but listen. But people realize it's a business, right? So Brady wanted his money. And if the, the Patriots did what they were supposed to do in 2017 with him and extended him, he'd still be here, right? So it had nothing to do with Belichick. It had to do with the fact that they didn't want to pay him what he wanted back in 2017. Right. When they got rid of Garoppolo, right? So that's the other thing that pisses me off, Chris, about, about the, the so-called flagship station. They don't understand that all the nonsense that they've been talking about since Brady left it's all BS because if you took care of him in 2017, he wouldn't have one bad thing to say about this organization. He'd still be a quarterback. It all came down to dollars and cents. Come on. That's it, all it, it was. It, it, yeah, it did. And the other thing, too, is. But, Chris, my point, though, just let me. New England would have been bad was, last year, too. No, they would have been. They would have been. Even with Brady. But, no, they absolutely would have been. But my point was that free agents understood that what Gronk and, 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 Bella, and uh, Brady did was a business decision. It was about money. I think they looked at Newton and said, listen, 
like you said, Chris, they respect Newton. Newton's telling us this guy's like a, like a genius. Why wouldn't you want to go play here with me and with this guy? So you're right. I think he probably sold this place to some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's who he is, Mark. He yeah. he's a guy that's respected around the league. He's still a face. He's still a name. Yes. You couldn't sell Stidham to these guys. You just couldn't do it. So oh. my point is this: you need a place filler. You need somebody. You need a face. So fine, you bring this guy in. You're going to pay him five million dollars. I still believe that if Garoppolo shakes free, oh, he's coming here. That he's going to trade for him. Oh, he absolutely will. He positively will. If Garoppolo, if if a, if if San Fran gets their quarterback. Somehow, whether it's the draft, whether it's a trade, if they get their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo will be a New England Patriot. And, and that's get- what, and that's the whole thing. And so, so then, what do you have left? What you have then, quarterback competition come spring train, spring training, come 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 training camp. You have a quarterback competition, and you're basically saying to Cam, "Hey, look, it's in your hands. You want you want to win this job, then win the job, Jimmy. You want to win this job, win the job." You know, if but and, if, and if, if, if Garoppolo don't win the job, I think he'll be happy making five million as a backup. What are you going to do? You didn't win the job, right? Because and again, I, I mean, I don't know how much you know when they trade if they trade for him on how much of that. And if, deal and if new and Chris ha- and if new and Chris has a great camp and they both have great camps and you ended up with Garoppolo and Garoppolo ends up being your starter and somebody's interested in Cam Newton to make him their starter because they they have an opening at quarterback. Belichick would would respect him and say, "Okay, you know what, Cam? I'll trade you to get you to give you a a, a, a spot as being a starter because you're, you're not going to be my starter because of you know Jimmy." Mark, let's face it. And he mocks frantically, frantically. You know, you, no, you remind I me of Schefter. It. Hold on, because you're trying to figure out what the deals are, what what's been no, done. No, yeah, I want listen. <laughs> I want. I'm going to leave. I want to give you this quote while you're in the middle of this thought. Patrick Chung, at five forty one, tweets out, "Big news coming." Stay tuned with, okay. exclama- so, with exclamation points. So you think it's on the defensive side of the ball? Well, I don't know what the hell he's got to know something big news coming. Stay tuned. We all know he's coming back. So it's not about him. So what's the big news coming? Stay tuned. Why would he tweet that at five eighteen? We could speculate all day long, Mark. It's that's so, what's so fun to is, do. Is another shoe gonna drop? Are they? Juju Smith shoes is coming into Juju Smith's coming, Mark. He's coming in. He's that's it. He's coming in. You know, lock, stock, and barrel with Listen, all his head issues. I'm telling you now, the New England. Tom Brady's going to break his contract and come back yeah, to New England. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you now, Chris, and you mock my words. What's it? March 16th hmm. on our show, the New England Patriots are getting a quarterback. They're going to get either Jimmy Garoppolo or Deshaun Watson. Uh, today I don't, you thought I, it was Wilson. No, no, no. I changed my mind. The more I looked into it and thought about it and looked at the contracts and looked at how much money these guys actually have guaranteed for this year on the books, they can't afford Wilson. Watson and Garoppolo got most of their money up front and signing bonuses. Do you know that Watson's money against the books this year is only $10 million? Well, Mark, listen... I'm going to say it again, and I've been saying this. If you were trying to make this argument for Wilson, then I could, I could, I could feel, I could at least have that conversation with you. But the problem with, uh, I'm talking about Wilson in Seattle. The problem with Watson, okay, is this is first Casario and company don't want him to go. They they don't want him. They don't want him to go. He's going. It's not like they're driving up the price. They genuinely don't want him to go. So this is. To, to get him out of there, you're not talking about 
two twos, a three, a two ones, a three, and a player. That's not going to get it done here, man. Okay, so Chris, what's going to get up, it done Chris, is like you give up three ones, Chris. One of them is your quarterback. So this year, the fifth. You want to give the Herschel Walker deal then? No, what you're Chris, saying for Chris, this guy. Listen, Chris, think about it. Listen. So the fifteenth pick in the draft. If I told you it's Deshaun Watson, that's your fifteenth pick in the draft. You took. You just drafted Deshaun Watson. Okay, great. Now you give up. If you he, now he, Deshaun Watson probably puts you in at, at least in the AFC Championship, maybe the Super Bowl. So you're drafting thirtieth to thirty first next year and the year after with all these guys you just brought in that are under contract for four years. So you're giving up two picks in a row. That's number thirty in the draft, and whatever else you're going to give up. Well, I would do that in a minute, in a minute, because you've got your quarterback for the next 10 years. Wouldn't you rather do this? What would how, I many, rather how, do? Many, how many more years does, does Russell Wilson have, would you say? Maybe five or six. Okay. So, to me, you can <laughs> give two ones, a three. Listen, Wilson's a- not going anywhere. They said the Chicago Bears gave them a haul of stuff, and they wouldn't do it. Well, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think I don't think Belichick is built in a way to give that much capital away for somebody. And on top of it, I, I think it's a moot point because I just don't think at all. Okay, listen, I just don't listen. think that 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 listen, Houston's everybody, let everybody, this guy listen, go. everybody, you heard it. You heard it here first on Corso and Catone. We will be we will be getting a one of those quarterbacks before the season starts. You heard it here on Corso and Catone, not on our flagship station. You heard it here. Okay. Well, again, I, I think Mark, Mark, what do you got over there? What do you, what did you, uh... and when it happens, I'm flying out there. Cause you're going to buy me a steak dinner. Mark, what is it? Your, uh, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you got? What, you, what kind of libations are we, uh, are we Listen. doing over there? Belichick's never going to do it, Mark. All He's right. never, ever, ever going to And, give and up everybody said he was never going to spend $200 million in free agency. And he just did it. So he had to. Is, Listen, and this is the, and he has to get a quarterback. This is the he ain't going into the season with this guy. This he had Mark. He, he ain't going into the, the season with 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 weekend at Bernie's. So you don't subscribe. I'm telling to you the, right now. You don't subscribe to the excuses of of no, of no no. You didn't I learn saw, the playbook. You didn't. No, I saw too many mechanical issues, Chris. I just find I mean, call me a pessimist. I, I, Yes, there's, he had excuses. I get it, Chris. But then when I looked at his mechanics, I mean, I, you're an you're a guy, you're a coach, you're a coach, well, you're a head coach, high school head coach. Well, well, On the first you know. game the other night. No, no, I mean, you tell me yeah. what you see mechanics wise with that kid. I'm one and zero as a head coach, Mark. There you go. You know, um, <clears throat> but what, what, mechanically, what did you see, Mark? Mark, I got to tell you. The 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 other day, Saturday, was the first time I was able to see in, in youth in youth football, only the head coach can talk to the referees. Yeah. Okay. And Saturday was the first time I was able to talk to the referees. Okay. There should have been it, it, you, you should have had it on film. I think I was out on the fifth. I think I was all the way out to the hashes yelling at these officials. Okay. You're lucky you didn't I, get thrown out. I, I think I almost did. He did. One one official yelled to me, "Okay, that's enough." I said, "That'll be enough when you start calling the game right. Then it'll be enough." So, Mark, listen. Okay, the bottom line is, I don't think they overspent. I think they did the things they needed. No, I don't to do. think they over. I don't think they overspent. The days, the days of guys coming in just to win a Super Bowl, are gone. 
gone. And that's what I was trying to illustrate with the Kansas cities and the, and, and, and the uh, new Orleans and the Rams and Seattle and teams like this and Tampa teams that have that everybody has to spend money. Now that's yeah. the way these players are built. They're built yeah. for the money. They'll worry about, they'll worry about the winning second. So you, so, about so, so everybody it's on money, the flagship. It's about imaging. It's about, it's right. about, it's about, you know, their, their product and, 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 and making money off all this other stuff too. Right. Right. So, so again, all, you know, so Mark again, and, and, and we're going to, so all that nonsense about other teams don't do it. Now you have to, it's just the landscape of the league. Now it's what you have to do, but I agree with the fact that you need to draft better. If you don't, if you draft better, then you don't have to take so many guys. Okay. So Mark, we're going to go to a break. And on the other side, talk, we're going to have our expert on for our NASCAR minute. We get there, Mark. Let, we, we're over, Joe, but we're going to keep going. Are they done? Let's just talk about that. Are they done? Well, I forget what Chung had to say. Do you think I, they're I done? Do you think they got more to do? I don't think they're done. I don't mean like, I don't mean, I don't mean like. I don't think they're done. Like, I, But I don't think, I don't think they're going to make any more of these big 40, 50 million dollar, 30 million dollar deals. But I think. I think you're going to see them bring in some of the more typical type of Patriot signings, you know, guys for $4 million, $5 million guys that are going to fill out the rest of the roster. Chris, we talked about this earlier. They still need another defensive tackle, right? Uh, lineman. You, you, you know, Danny Shelton was just released former Patriot. You might see them bring back a Shelton or, or, or Lawrence guy. One of those guys has to come back. Right. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Vianoy comes back on a one or two year cheap deal. Right. I, those are types of fill-in players that were with us that I think you need to round out the rest of this defense. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Chris, listen, you're going to draft the, you, I mean, I hate to say Belichick's going to draft the receiver, but you're probably going to take a receiver, Chris, right? In one of the first couple of rounds and, and, and maybe a young quarterback too. If, 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 you know, if you if are Micah gonna go, doesn't, if Micah doesn't drop to him. Well, if, if Parsons drops, he drops. And listen, and I joke about, about Cam, but, but listen, we're going to find out if what everything that Cam says about the playbook, about COVID, about all that, we're going to find out very quickly if that was the truth. Because because the best Cam, best Cam ever was is right? when he had the tight end. He had the tight end. So we're going to find got out. Yeah, so now he's got two of them. So we're going to find out, Chris, what it was, right? But And so real I, quick, Mark. So real Patriots, quick. To answer your point, I don't know. I don't think the Patriots are done, but I think they're, they're going to be lesser deals. They're going to bring in more free agents, but just not, you know, but, but guys that are affordable, they're not, they're not, you know, given $20 million guaranteed. I think they're going to make a lot of hay in the, in guys. East probably. Up. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably, make a lot of hay. So, so Mark, just real quick. Uh, and then, uh, and then we're going to get to the other side, but the guys that are left, the unsigned guys on their team. Okay. And we go through them real quick. Cause there's only a couple of guys. I think, I think, I think they should completely clean house, especially what they did today. I'm just going to name them. Andrews, Burkhead, Butler, Brooks, uh, bird, Calhoun, Copeland, Davis, Cody Davis, Illuminor, Folk, Lawrence Guy, Hoyer, Moncrief, Jason McCordy, Simon, Tooney's gone, Dietrich Wise already signed, James White. Okay, Mark, to me, when I go down this list, it's Andrews, it's Guy, okay, Illuminor, all right, now that you did what you did with Cannon, okay, because Owen New is going to play, is going to be on that offensive line. They'll shuffle it up. They may move win around, but but uh, uh, no Onu that name I can never say he'll be on that team. But Illuminor I think they need guy I think they need Andrews they have to need they have to get okay 
who's the other guy I said, uh, guy, I said guy. Um, otherwise, I, and Jason McCordy, you can let him go. James White, you can let him go. I don't think there's another guy on this list that you need to no, resign. The only guy, Chris, I would say maybe, maybe you bring back because you probably could get him for $2 million because he showed flashes last year. Maybe if you put him with these tight ends, he could flash some more. Maybe you, you, you bring back Bird. You got Myers, you got Gunner, you got yeah, Edelman coming maybe, back. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be a tight, it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be a, it's going to be a real crowded, uh, it's going to be a real but crowded, be a crowded but room. it's going to be a wide receiver room, Chris, without a, I don't think without that alpha one, a lot of, yeah, twos, three, a lot that, of twos, a, threes and fours. I think somebody's going to shake out when the releases all happen. Okay. I really, really all do. Right, all, right, yeah. all right. When we come back, listen, and, 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 and for everybody out there, free agency's not done. Next week, we're going to be talking more about this. Only now, we'll be talking more about what happens now with the draft as it relates to what they've done. Because by then, it'll all be finished. But right now, yeah, the Patriots have been active. you got to feel good as a Patriots fan that they're addressing it. You know, they could have sucked for the next three years and done nothing. They could have sucked and done nothing. Yes, I get it. Everybody feels like, hey, the quarterback position isn't solved right now. And you're bringing all these guys and you haven't solved the quarterback position. So who the hell's throwing the ball? Well, would you rather have Belichick just not spending any of it? No. So I'm, 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 I'm encouraged by what they're doing, regardless if you feel they're overspending. On the other side, we're going to get to our expert hotline, talk with Chad Campbell on a NASCAR minute, get a little bit into the NCAA to answer one of our callers uh, questions last week as to who we like. All that and more coming right back. Corso and Catone. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with Corso and Catone, and uh, Mark and I are so very excited today, and we want to thank the people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Uh, again, log on, watch their podcast. It's excellent. Make sure you subscribe to them, as well as this show. Make sure you're subscribing out there on YouTube. Uh, but, yeah, check them out. Uh, a lot of smart people. So, Mark, right now, um, we want to go to the uh, expert hotline. I want to get into our NASCAR Minute. There's been two races that have happened since we, um, since we spoke to Chad last and I told you, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to make the New England fans love NASCAR. I mean, I'm bound and determined to do it. And there's been some exciting things that have happened. So let's bring him in. So let's bring Chad, Chad Campbell on the Expert Hotline. Chad, welcome in again. We appreciate you coming on the show. No problem. How's it going, guys? Well, you know, it's going, it's going, Chad. We're talking a lot of Patriots free agency and some of the crazy things they've done uh, today and yesterday and, and, you know, building their roster and building their team. But Chad, listen, um, you know, getting right into it, you know, last two races, um, you know, we saw it at Las Vegas um, and um, <clears throat> over in Phoenix. I'm again, I'm looking at these guys and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of shows ago, but we talked about the fact that, you know, guys like Bell and Byron and McDowell and these guys have been sitting up at the top, uh, hanging around. 
And, and but is there a changing of the guard? I mean, in these two past races in Vegas and in Phoenix, Bell and both finished in the top 10, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Right. So right. should we get used to seeing, and should we get used to seeing the guy? Look, I'll even throw Larson up there, and he won. I mean, Truex is a name, right. I get it. But Larson won, and, and, and he had his issues, and he come back now on a team. So he's relatively new on this team, um, Hendrick. And, um, right. and he's, he's winning a race. So what do you make, Chad, what do you make of this? Is this just new blood now? Well, I, I wouldn't put Larson in new blood. I mean, he, he, for being in inferior equipment when he was with Chip Ganassi, he still won his, he wanted to share races there. And uh, now that he's in really good equipment, uh, definitely look for him to be, be up front quite a bit. Uh, you know, and obviously Bell and, and Byron, um, same, same with them. Byron's been in good equipment and he's been competitive. Uh, they both, you know, Bell won a lot of races, same with Byron and they lower two you know, in, in the other two major series for NASCAR. Uh, now Bell's in really good equipment this year. So, yeah, those two guys are going to be up there. I, I, I have no doubt that you're going to see those guys getting top fives and top tens uh, consistently throughout the year and then sprinkling some wins. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't say they're going to be winning a lot. I still think you're going to see Drew Harvick Hamlin. They're going to be up there winning a lot of races here, here coming up, especially this weekend. Well, and, and, and talk, talk to me, like, you know, pre this, they're in Atlanta now this weekend coming. Yes. Right. Okay. So what do you, what do yeah, you, it's a, it's, a, it's a cookie cutter mile and a half. It's similar to, to Las Vegas. So you're going to probably have, uh, you know, uh, I look for Harvick to get back up there. You know, I, I'm not going to hit the panic button on Harvick yet. Like I have on Kyle Bush. Oh, you know, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Nine races. Yeah. <laughs> he won nine races last year. So he, he's going to be fine. And this is a really, really good track for Harvick. So I, if I, you know, I definitely look for Harvick to, to uh, possibly win at least a top five, uh, same with Truex and Keselowski. So those, those guys that have won a lot of races and won championships. They're going to show up this week, and even Kyle Busch, I would I'd go out there and say he's going to get a top five this weekend. Mark, you're rooting for Harvick, right? Oh, absolutely, Chris. Yeah, of course. You should. You should be. I mean, why not, you know? But, um, but Chad, listen, I mean, and that, you know, you, you mentioned Bush that you, you're, not, you're not panicking about Harvick. I hear, I hear you saying that. And, and, again, he's running, you know, he's usually running in the top ten. He's usually in there. And, and, but right. when it comes to him – and it comes to Bush, and I'm going to look at those, because to me, I look at those two guys as the elder statesmen right now. I mean, God, Harvick is, what, 45 years old, and he's still running around those tracks? Right. So, you know, right. and, and, and Bush Truex. is in his, yeah. yeah, Truex too, but, you know, Truex is still winning races. You know, Bush is, what, 37 years old, something like that, and yeah. and I know he's got part ownership in 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 a in a, uh, a team, and they run the Xfinity, and they run um, – you know, some trucks, trucks. the trucks, yeah. truck, truck right. races, which I know he runs as well. The question I have though, for you is, I mean, his, he just thought he, Harvick kind of seems a little bit like this too. The killer instinct that, that Bush has, I mean, I saw some things go on on the track that I felt yeah. like Bush would kind of run somebody into wall, the wall for, you know, and, and I don't yeah. see that happening anymore with this guy. Right. Is he just I hanging around to promote? That. Yeah. Is he just is he yeah, hanging around yeah. just to promote the team? I mean, what's the deal with him? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about the the 42 and Ross Chastain uh, turning him uh, pretty pretty blatantly um, coming off a of four there. But yeah, I, I I you know like I said before, I don't know. I know he's like he's he's vocalized his displeasure with with this 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 
coming off and that bush that's coming off winning the championship two years ago and uh so right. yeah it's surprising he, just, but he didn't win a race for the last 21 races until that championship race so right. he, he started to struggle you know halfway through the 2019 season he just got he got lucky there with a lot of people making horrible decisions in that championship race that allowed him to win but yeah he's he's, so, he's struggling yeah, it's definitely got to be something you know up top there under the helmet chad let me ask chad let me ask you Chad, let me ask you a question. So I, I know in other sports, like for instance, like for football, for instance, they 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 talked about, you know, the, the cliff and, and, and guys, you know, you hit that cliff and, and you and that's it. You go over the cliff and you're done. So is 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 he at that point where he's maybe he's going over that cliff and that's it, he's done? Uh, he was quite a bit older than, than uh, Kyle Busch, but I happened there. Jeff Gordon, same thing. I mean, he, he did make the playoffs last year, but he, his wins went down exponentially. Richard Petty didn't win a race the last 10 years of his career, and he won over 200 races. So yeah, I hope that's not what's going on here, but you're right. It's definitely a, a very strong possibility that he's just maybe hit that you know, hit that wall or went off that cliff, and uh, he's, maybe he's just not going to be competitive. I sure hope not, because that's not the guy that I started watching. Mark, he's pulling Richard Petty out. He's pull. He's Jesus going. Christ. He's going deep into the archives for this one right here. Yeah, you, know, you know. You know what? You know. You know something. You know something. You can tell when a NASCAR guy is pissed off at his driver when he starts going back to Richard Petty right now. He's Chad. You're pissed off at Bush. I don't blame you one second. Well, listen, Chad. You know, let's pay attention to what happens in Atlanta. Let's see. I hope you're right about Harvick, of course, but. Uh, we want to get you back on in a couple of weeks okay. talk about talk about the next two races and what's uh, happening and any type of controversy because sure. you know I love a sport yeah. where it's encouraged by the experts to put somebody into the wall you know yeah. <laughs> well, you better believe it and, uh, and, and, and they should and it, it doesn't happen enough you know yeah, they need to do that a little more I think everybody will tell you that but yeah that's what I like to be in victory lane you can you can put it down right set it. All right, Chad. Well, listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on Corso with Catone. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk to you very soon, okay? Okay. Take, Take care. Yep. Thanks. Mark, listen, they should get you behind one a wheel of that. Oh, one of those vehicles. could you, you imagine you, me behind one you of those? Put, you oh. can put somebody into the wall, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, listen, um, you know, 
listen, we're appreciative of, of, of Chad joining us, keeping us up to date on the NASCAR circuit. And like I said, I think it's I think it's exciting as hell. And that was brought to us by Jag Media Productions. Log on to their website. Talk to them over there. Uh, they're fantastic production. You know, they produce podcasts, they produce live shows, um, you know, films, things like that. Log on if you have anything you're doing like that, small, large, whatever. It doesn't make a difference what the project is. Give, get in touch with JAG Media Productions, um, and we appreciate them sponsoring that segment. So, Mark, listen, you know, before we get to our final break and our, our final thoughts, we had a caller last week um, <clears throat> that uh, gave us a call, wanted to know who we thought was going to win the NCAA tournament. Now, I know it doesn't start for another, what, another week? No, it's um, not, Chris, Christopher. What, Thursday? Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday. Well, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, they get the playing games. Yeah. They, See, get, they, get, See? they get the playing games. Yeah, you thought it was next week. You're uh, trying to you cover know, yourself now. Thursday, they start. They always start on a Thursday, you know? Well, so, they did some, because of COVID, it's different this year, though, Chris. The opening round goes all the way through Monday, where, and I used to do that. So yeah. the opening two rounds. But all right, Mark. Well, answer the callers. Oh, I'm sorry, caller. We we're a week late in answering your your. But that's question. okay because the brackets are, are in now. So so she asked who's in our final four. So so as you know, Chris, and who's going to win? Yeah. Yeah, who's going to win? Who's in our final four? So as you know, growing up in this part of the country, I I grew up a Big East guy, right? And and unfortunately, there's no Big East team that's going to go to the final four this year. But you know, I was always a Big East guy. I go to the PC games regularly with my son, the province college games. But so my final four, Chris, I have Gonzaga. I have Texas. I have Illinois. And I have Ohio state. I think the big 10 is the best conference in the country without question this year. I have Gonzaga in Illinois playing for the national championship. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what you're about to tell me right now. Listen, and and and, and 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 it took a lot for me to put Gonzaga that far. I just don't know if they've played. I, I don't think they've played enough teams in that conference. I think they're going to get slapped in the mouth, and I, I don't know how they'll respond. But I'll put them in the championship game, but my national champion is going to be from the Big Ten. I'm picking Illinois to win the whole thing. So you're, so you're basically using um... – so you're basically using the same argument you used when the Pats drafted Harry, pretty much. That that yeah, he doesn't yeah, play anybody. Yeah, you know? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. I am, and I'm going to pick Illinois to win a national championship. Okay, well, even though to, Gonzaga is undefeated. Just to up, just just to upset the cart, I'm going to take Gonzaga. Okay, that's who I'm taking in my bracket. Mark and I are going to. Of course gonna, you are. You're a Pac-12 guy out there. You know. Yeah, that's it. I'm taking Gonzaga, right? And I still, because I'm still, I'm still, I'm still. Holding our hope for, for Harry. Harry, for yeah. Harry. Now with all well, these additions, maybe he could do something. Okay, so Mark, Mark has Illinois winning the uh, NCAA tournament. I hope that helps you out there. I have Gonzaga winning, and I know that's not a big stretch for anybody. I know in a lot of brackets right now, Gonzaga is probably penciled in in that center, um, but that's where I have him. So we're going to go to our final break, and we come back, give our final thoughts about this whole the doings of free agency and everything we talked about today. More after this. It's
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. Mark, this thing flew by tonight. I'll tell you, this thing flew, flew by, and, and, and it tends to do that anytime we're talking free agency and uh, the Patriots and, and, and things like that. But, yeah, we appreciate uh, Chad Campbell coming on board, our NASCAR expert on the expert hotline, again, sponsored by JAG Media Productions. So, Mark, your final thoughts today. Well, my final thought, Chris, is I got two final thoughts. One is, listen, the Patriots did what I don't know if anybody thought they really would do. We, we talked about, hey, they're going to have to spend some money. Did I think they would do this? Absolutely not, but I'm glad to see it. And, and, and listen, it's going to make for a real great rest of the offseason, and, 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 and I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about the upcoming season. And the other thing I want to throw out there is my final take, Chris, and, and we could talk about this next week, is th- there's a burning rumor out there that – um, the Indiana Hoosiers, when we just got finished with our NCAA take, um, are going to reach out to Brad Stevens to, to, to be their next head coach. He's he's born and raised in Indiana. He denied the fact that he's interested in the job, but you know we'll see how true that is or not true. But but that's something I think we need to you know we'll just see develop over the next week and talk about maybe next week. Well, you know what? When there's smoke, there's fire sometimes, yeah. right, Mark? And yeah. if things keep going, and we didn't talk about the Celtics today, we'll get into them. Um, uh, next week, they, you know, again, they, they're against Utah tonight. Uh, I'm a, no, I know Mark's been checking it out. And it looks like there is a one-point game right now in the second quarter. It looks like they're going to the half right now, and they look like they're down by one. So uh, they're playing tough with Utah, but it doesn't seem like they can, you know, that they can beat the big teams, right? I mean, they came out of the break, and they, and they, they got shelled by uh, the net. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that next week, of course, um, and get into some Bruins talk, and they've been getting beat pretty bad, too. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that story this week for you about the Brad Stevens situation. But Mark, my final take on today is I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, with the pundits out there, with the people that basically say this is an indictment on, you know, Belichick's ability to bring guy to bring guys in to his genius of getting guys like he used to get guys on the cheap. And it's because he screwed up with Brady that that's why this is happening. Again, I disagree with that. If it's an indictment on Belichick, it's an indictment on his ability to draft. They would not have to be signing six guys at heavy money if they drafted Andrews, if they drafted Murray, if they drafted uh, Metcalf. And those are just three of many that we talked about. So to me, that's not the the issue isn't his screw up um, in, with Brady. I don't think Brady's got anything to do with this. This team would have been just as bad, maybe, maybe one win, two wins more, whatever. They would not be a playoff year with the with the personnel they had and Brady would have been miserable doing it okay yeah if they had this year the quarterback situation solved but I don't think that they're having to do this based upon Brady leaving it just it just doesn't track for me and so that's what I take from this I like what they did I'm interested to see what Chung means I'm uh, Mark since you've said that I'm 
the wheels are spinning in my head right now is to see what this guy, what this guy is now, talking about. I don't about. know why he would tweet that. I mean, is it, is it just a meaningless tweet to, 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 to play games with people? I don't know. But right. but I thought that was a strange tweet. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. So, again, you know, that's my takeaway from this. Um, so, Mark, some people to thank tonight. As always, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank the people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Again, tune into their podcast. Take a look at it. It's uh, They're smart people there. They really are a lot, lot more intelligent than Mark is. I can tell you that right now. But uh, the people over at JAG Media Productions log on to their site. Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island, and Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading private home and security firm. And let's say, Joe, we didn't hear a lot from you today. You know, you, you had me you know, on my toes tonight, Christopher. You had me on my toes. That's why. He's <laughs> asleep. He took a nap. You, you know, you know, you know what that translates to people out there that I had him on his toes. That means Mark and I are in a post a post show meeting for about an hour and a half notes. to two we hours. Notes for sure. Okay. That's what that that's what having him on his toes with. So so before we get to that, I'll, I'm going to thank him so that he doesn't keep us too long. The excellent, wonderful, spectacular job that Joe Gonary does in producing well, the show. On. We certainly, certainly appreciate that. Um, and so join us next week. And oh, on a programming note, Mark, you know, what's funny. And Joe, see, I'm in Arizona. OK, we all know that Mark and Joe are on the East Coast. OK, in New England. We don't exercise daylight savings. We don't do it here. You know, we Arizona just doesn't subscribe to it. So the time change, you know, we're now three hours behind. OK, we want to maintain that that five o'clock uh, Pacific time. So we're going to be changing. So on a programming note, we'll be on next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Mountain and uh, Pacific time. So again, we're changing it from 7 to 8 p.m. So that's a programming note. And listen, I encourage every, every one of you out there, Joe's going to have us up on the uh, stream. He'll have us up on YouTube this week. You can listen to this show. You can listen to previous shows. And please, subscribe. Uh, we love that you chat in. We love that you call in and have an interest. Uh, but subscribe. Get on there. Push the buttons. Push the little plus button and the subscribe button and all the things I know so much about, Mark. You know? So again, 8 p.m. on Tuesday next week join us we're going to talk about celtics bruins all the things we didn't get to and some more free agency uh talk for marketone joe guaneri i'm chris corso so long everyone